6, verse 15. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that uh, you want to touch each and every one here, that you're not a God, a distant God, but you're a God of experience, that you want to bring heaven to earth, that you want to open eyes to see, see more clearly into your spiritual realm. We just thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you as we sing that you're a good, good father. And that you're a miracle-working God. And you want to bring your heaven to earth through us. And then you want to open our eyes spiritually to see. See into your kingdom. To see our mission and purpose on this earth. To see Jesus more clearly. To see your word. Father, open our eyes this morning. Open our eyes, I say, spiritually in the mighty name of Jesus. We call that forth in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Seeing with spiritual eyes. Um, I know... I, I would think that everybody in here, would you like to see spiritually more clearly? Anybody here would like to? Anybody here? Come on. Now, is there some that aren't raising your hand? Or do you not want to see more spiritually? Uh, better spiritually? Anybody does not want to see spiritually better? Okay, because some of you just didn't raise your hand. I'm just wondering if you're not here or what's going on. Um, so to see uh, basically into the spirit realm is important. God's over and over and over again says those things. Um, go to the next slide. I want to show you something, though, in the scripture, what happens to the folks who are unbelievers. It says that the God of this age has what? Blinded the minds of the unbelievers. So what? So that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The reason why unbelievers don't see the gospel is because there's been a veil or a blinding over them. Come on, think about this. I want to give you eternal life. If I wanted to give you eternal life, who in the, if, if you had the blinders off and you actually could see, who would refuse eternal life? Oh, by the way, I've got eternal death. I'm going to give that to you. Who would ever accept that? But because they've been blinded, and that's what's happened to many Christians. They get blinded by the things of this world. So, again, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Spiritual blindness is an issue that is in the church, and the reason I, I believe that the state of the world or the state of this earth is in the state it's in right now is that Christians are not seeing properly in the spirit realm what they should be doing. And I'm going to show that, and I'm going to show you how you can see better spiritually. And when you leave here today, I will lay hands on folks today. I, I just feel it in my hands. I feel it in my heart. I feel that God has given me an impartation that when I touch you and lay hands on your eyes that you will get an instant impartation of heaven and see more clearly. Um, he showed me that during the worship time, that he wants people here to see more clearly. Again, this is not a circumstance that you're here. He wants you to see more clearly spiritually. Amen? Amen. Um, so in the Bible, eyesight um, indicates either understanding or ignorance. Spiritual eyesight either shows that you're in understanding or you're in spiritual ignorance. Because either you have it or you need more of it. Jesus uh, said in John 6.22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is bad or spiritually blind, your whole body is in darkness. Jesus was saying that, hey, you got to be able to see spiritually. Amen? Let's go to the next slide. So we want to get our eyes open to the spiritual realm. Our eyes open to the spiritual realm. Amen? So uh, I did ask you to turn somewhere in your Bible. Where was it? 2 Kings 
uh, 6, 15 through 17. I want to show you this, this spiritual illustration that God showed through Elijah and through his uh, servant uh, Gehazi. I don't think he's, he's named here, but it, it is Gehazi. Um, I'll start with verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God, so this is Gehazi, rose early, went out, and there was an army surrounding the city. So what happened is a Syrian army was sent basically to take out Elijah. So here they are surrounding the city that they were in. So he rose early and went out. There an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And a servant said to him, Elijah that is, Alas, master, what do we do? I mean, come on, if you're surrounded by the enemy, you'd probably think that. How many of you have felt like you've been surrounded by the enemy before? Yeah, and uh, here's what God wants to do with each of us, though. Look at what happens here, starting in verse 16. So he answered, again, Elijah this is, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Come on, God wants you to open your eyes and see. He wants you to see that he is greater than any enemy that surrounds you. He is greater than any issue in your life. He wants you to see these things and know and understand. He's filled his word with promises that we can see these things and know and understand them. That greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We are not surrounded by the enemy. God has surrounded the enemy. And he says that I am a mighty strong tower to run to me and you will be safe. Come on. God wants to open your eyes to see into the spirit realm what really is happening. Let's go to the next slide. I'm going to share a few points with you. One, um, you got to spend some time in the light to be able to see. Also, you got to ask God to open your eyes. And then you got to exercise your spiritual senses, basically your eyes. you got to exercise them, spiritual eyes, so they work. And then if you got those three things, I'm going to share with you, what do you do? What do you do once your eyes are open spiritually? So um, let me just share some things that, and I'll use the healing rooms as an example. When we set up the healing rooms, usually what we do is we have somebody come in, they fill out a paper, and then they go back to the healing rooms. But what we pray for before in the healing rooms is, Father God, open our eyes so that we can see and know and understand what's happening. I know that your Holy Spirit has already made a diagnosis on how this person needs to be prayed for and how do they can be set free. So we want to be able to see what you're doing in the spirit realm and what you're bringing from heaven so that we can then have this happen to that person in the, in the healing rooms. So in the healing rooms, what we're trying to do is see what God is doing and then take what God is doing and be vessels, conduits almost, to bring heaven to earth through that person as we see what the Holy Spirit's doing. Does that make sense? Everyone has the ability to do that. Everyone has the ability to do that because all of us have the Holy Spirit. But we've got to be in the light to be able to do that. If you're in darkness, it's pretty hard to see if you're in spiritual darkness or if you've got darkness in you or if you've got worldliness all over you. It's hard to see spiritually. Let me go through some verses here. Oh, they're up there. Okay, cool. Let me just read, well, read those verses up there. Um, 1 John 1.5, this is the message we have heard from him. From who? From Jesus. And he declares to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. So God wants to bring his light upon you. 
And then John 12, uh, 46 says, I have come into the world, again, this is Jesus, as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. He wants to illuminate you so that you can see that you're not in darkness. First uh, John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, whew, his son, purifies us from all sin. Sin really means that we're missing the mark or we're not hitting the where we need to be. How many want to be hitting the mark every time? You know, as a, as a bow hunter, you know, hitting that target every time or as a taking um, uh, target practice with a gun, you always want to hit the mark, right? You got, basically, you want to sight in the rifle property or hit the mark. What sin is, is that, is that you never hit the mark right. Sin means you're not hitting the mark. Sin means that, come on, how many want to see spiritually so they can hit the mark that God has laid out for them? Amen? So we need to spend time in the light. It's very important to spend time in the light of Christ. You can't see if you're in darkness. Let him draw you and shepherd you into his light. Amen? Let's look at the next slide. Next slide says, um, ask God to open your eyes. That's pretty simple. What did Elijah say about Gazi? He said, hey, God, open his eyes so he can see. If, I, if you see it once in the Bible, that means it's yours forever. You have the ability to ask God to be able to see. And some people say, well, this is way out there. I, I can't see stuff. You know, um, one person here that sees a lot of colors, um, Missy's not here in, right now, but she'll be in this next service. Deb sees a lot of things. A lot of people have gifts of a seer and they see a lot of stuff, but everybody can see in the spirit realm because God's given us that ability through the power of his Holy Spirit in us. So you just got to ask. Ask God that you can see spiritually. You, Pastor Brenda even said it today, I think. We have not because we ask not. This is simple. Father God, show me in the spirit realm what you want me to see. Open my eyes so that I can see spiritually. This is not rocket science. This is simply what the Bible says. This is simple stuff. And every single one of you have the ability to see in the spirit realm. Now, this is a little out there, and I'll tell this story, but this is something that I prayed on and prayed on. There was a year in my life, a period in my life, where I went through, and I could actually, and please don't, some of you might think this is weird, but this is what God did for me. I could actually see demonic activity. I could see into the spirit realm. I could see angelic activity. I could actually see, and I couldn't see them perfectly, but I see them as almost shadows. I could see the shadows on people when they had demonic forces on them. I could actually walk into shop and save and see those little things scurrying all over the place. And I could see these shadows moving. And when I would walk into a room, I could see that they actually feared the light that was in someone who actually, and it wasn't me, but somebody who knew God. And that the fear of them, they had fear of those who walked in the light. I saw the light on people, the light of God on certain people and how they illuminated. I also smelt something in the spirit realm, that there was a stink, an odor of death wherever sin was. And that the flies, the Lord of the flies, Beelzebub, would send his demons and they would be attracted to sin. And you could almost see them like little flies, little, 
anyway, I don't want to get too far in depth in this, but I saw that for a period of my life, and he showed me those things in the spirit realm. And it made a profound impact on my life that sometimes we open doors in our life that attract these things. And, how, and that was something he was teaching me, but he showed me that. And if he showed me that, I know he can show other people different things too. Because God is a God of love who wants to take care of his kids and show himself to his kids. It says that in Corinthians that the natural realm isn't as real as the spiritual realm. And that we should set our minds on the spirit things and not on the things of the natural realm. Matter of fact, it says even that the word of God cannot be naturally discerned, that you cannot discern it with your own mind or your own natural eyes, that you have to discern it through the power of the Spirit or seeing through the Spirit realm. Doesn't it say that in the Bible? Does it? Um, Jesus came, what, in Isaiah 42, 7, to open the eyes that are blind. He came to open the eyes of the blind. Matter of fact, again, Pastor Brenda last week talked about Luke 4.18, where he read from Luke 4.18 about who he was. And Luke 4.18 was very simple, similar to this Isaiah 42.7. He came to free the captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. If Jesus came to do that and Jesus is in you, then Jesus is the light of, within you that opens up your spiritual eyes to see. Amen? But again, you've got to ask him. God is the source. Jesus is the source of the light. Um, I'm going to read out of Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 through 19. Revelation 3, 15 through 19. Because this talks about the Laodicean church, the church of a lot of people say of our time or our age that we're in right now. Uh, it's the church that's neither cold nor hot. Um, let me read from verse, well, let me read from verse 14. And the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things I say to the amen. These things say the amen. Sorry, this, these things say Jesus, the amen. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. So this is what he says to this last day's church. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot, but then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And look at what he shows here. Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. He's telling the last day's church one of the things that their problem is is they're blind. They're blind. He goes on to say in verse 18, I counsel you that you buy from me gold refined in the fire, and that you may be rich and with white garments, that you may be clothed, uh, clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And then he says, and I and anoint your eyes with eye salve so that you can see. Jesus is telling the last day's church, you need to see. You're, you're, you're basically blind. And he's talking to a church, isn't he? He's talking to a church. And he's saying you're blind and you need to anoint your eyes with eye salve so you can see. He's telling us that he wants us to see spiritually. Isn't he? 
don't tell me this isn't for you. Well, that's for those real kind of weirdy, strange people, you know, that want to see in the spirit realm. Every single person that has been born again needs to see spiritually, or else you won't even understand the word of God. Psalm 119, verse 18 says, Open my eyes to see the miracle wonders hidden in your word. Come on. When we're, our eyes are open, we get to see the miracle wonders of the word of God. But we got to allow, again, our eyes to be open. And he's the one who opens them for us. He's the one who is the light. He's the one who will do it for us if we ask him. It's not some effort that I have to like, oh, boy, oh, boy, let me try, let me try. Oh, if I can just try to see spiritually. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with his power of his spirit in us and us yielding to that power. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you eyes to see. And again, I don't want to spend a lot of time because I think the altar ministry and the impartation time, get ready for that impartation time, that many will have their eyes open to a higher and greater level. Let's go to the next slide. The next slide says uh, exercise your spiritual senses. Once we have these things, and God gives us the muscle, so to speak, in our arms, you know, then if you exercise that muscle, once he's given it to you, what happens? The muscle grows or gets stronger. It's the same thing with spiritual eyes. And it says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You want your senses, your eyes exercised to be able to discern both good and evil. God wants to make you mature, spiritually speaking, with spiritual eyes. He doesn't want you to have eyes that aren't maturing spiritually, but he actually wants you to mature in what you're doing and seeing with your eyes. Amen? Again, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, focus not on what you see, but... Focus on the spiritual, which in the flesh is unseen, but actually is more real. More real than the physical. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Next slide. So, what do you do once your eyes are open? What would you do once your eyes are open? Well, it's actually written out what we should do in Acts chapter 26, verses 17 and 18. What happened to Paul is he was misguided. He had the, what he was seeing is he was seeing these people of the way, these ones that are called Christians, they need to be persecuted because there's some false religion. And he was at the stoning of Stephen. He was out. He would go to the, the priest and say, give me um, um, written um, okay to go out and kill and, and put these uh, weirdos in. I'm sorry, I'm using the word, but put these weird people in prison or kill them. Because actually, what I see is that they're coming against our church and against our faith and against our Jewish religion. Now, there wasn't a church at that time. I'm saying that kind of paraphrasing, kind of saying it out of what maybe people would say today. So Paul was misguided. His eyes were not properly focused spiritually. And then what God did is he comes in the form of Jesus Christ, knocks him down, gives him a heavenly vision, shows him with the spiritual eyes what the truth was. He blinds him for three days. He puts the eye salve on from our brother in Christ who comes and lays hands on him. 
and as he lays hands on him, boom, he sees spiritually. Then later in life he says, just after this set of verses, as he was talking to King Agrippa, I have been, what, faithful all these years to the heavenly vision. Paul got a heavenly vision. He got his eyes open. And that one heavenly vision that he saw from Jesus Christ focused him so much that it became his life for the rest of his time on this earth. I'm telling you, once you get your eyes open to the truth and you get some heavenly vision, it can refocus you for the rest of your life on who, what, who, why, and what you're here for on this earth. Amen? Let me read this verse that's up there. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going through the middle of verse 17. And I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That's our purpose. Our purpose is to be able to see spiritually and then be able to help others get the blindness off them that we saw in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 4. They are blinded. The world is blinded. There's nobody that's, that's in their right senses would ever accept eternal death if they actually knew and seen with spiritual eyes what eternal death really was. Come on, it's, it's eternal separation from God in a place of complete blackness, complete torment for all eternity. You will not see this far in front of you. Complete blackness, complete torment. There isn't a person alive that if they knew and had their eyes open to that and understood what that meant, would ever choose that. But they've been blinded. Our job is to help remove the blinders off of them so that they can see spiritually, have the light come upon their eyes so that they can see truth, so that they can come out of spiritual death onto eternal life. That's why we've been given spiritual eyes and why we're still on this earth. That's why when you were accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you just weren't raptured right away and, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. Our purpose on this earth is to see spiritually into the spirit realm, take what you're seeing spiritually from the spirit realm, and help others to get out of the darkness and blackness that's a lie that's been deceiving them so that they can become born again, become part of the family of the living God and live for all eternity as part of his kingdom, as his children forever and ever and ever. That's why you've been given eyes to see. Now, if you're not using those spiritual eyes to see, then you're not part of the mission that he actually left you here for. Sometimes we get into this deception that I got to live my life on this earth somehow and I got to get my job done. And I got to do these things and got to go over here. And we get so clouded by what the world's telling us to do that we lose our spiritual vision on what we're here for. Come on. Come on. You're here for a purpose and a reason and a plan that God has left you on this earth. And there it is right there. Every single one of you. There it is right there. Amen. You know it's true. Let's go to the next slide. So, are your spiritual eyes open? Are, you, are they open to who you are 
and why you're here. You're a child of the Most High God, filled with the power of his Holy Spirit within you, filled with all of heaven's glory and all of heaven's might to be used by you. You have spiritual vision that he wants to give you so that you can focus on what the job is and get your eyes on what you're supposed to be doing. Come on. And then walk in that. Ephesians, I'm going to pray Ephesians over you, Ephesians 1.18. Before I do, let me just prophesy this over you as I ask you to stand. Because I told you I want to have some time for altar ministry. Um, I, I, I know that right now the Lord has anointed me to be able to lay hands on you and you will see better spiritually. I know that already. So let's all stand. In Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 4. Passion Translation, it says, Your life stands tall as a tower, like a shining light on a hill. Your revelation eyes are pure like pools of refreshing. Come on, your revelation eyes are pure like pools of refreshing. Sparkling light for the multitude. Why are your eyes pure like pools of refreshing? Because it's a sparkling light for the multitude. Such discernment surrounds you, protecting you from the enemy's advance. How many want to be protected from the enemy's advance? How many want their eyes open? I believe right now today that God's taken us deeper. God wants to take us deeper. This, He wants to take you and open your eyes more than they've ever been opened spiritually. But you've got to ask for it. You've got to want it. How many here want more? Do you want more? There may be someone here today that has been living in that place of spiritual blindness. And I just want to say to you, you are never meant to live in spiritual blindness. God made a plan for you. He sent his only son out of heaven's glory so that you can come out of spiritual blindness. And that you may be able to see the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. And that you would have that veil that darkness has been on you. I know that you've been feeling dark. I know there's some in here that right now that have been walking in darkness for a long time and been hurting, and they don't understand. It's because somebody lied to you and they blinded you. We're going to get you out of blindness today. If you want out of blindness today, and you want to actually see who you really were designed to be and created to be, that you were created to be the son of the Most High God, the daughter of the Most High God, to live with all eternity in his presence. And his love shining on you forever and ever. That's who you are. And that's what you were created for. But th there is some blindness that's been put on this world. And some of it got on you. And we want to call you out of that. So I just want folks with their head bows. Is there anyone here today that feels like they've been walking in that blindness? Put their hand up really high. Okay, I see that hand. You can put that hand down. Anyone else that feels they've been walking in blindness today? Any blindness that has come on you? Okay, I see that hand. You can put that hand down in the back there. You've been walking in blindness and you want to... Now I'm going to ask, maybe it's not total blindness. Maybe you just have some blurred vision spiritually and you want to see better. How many would like to see better spiritually? Okay, yeah, about most of you. 
Okay, if I can have uh, Amy come forward, um, we're going to have some altar ministry right now.